0: Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene
1: Steinberg. With Gene and Chris, we have another great show, another great episode of the Paracast. And we have a special guest panelist who's joining us, one of our very eager, knowledgeable, regular listeners and participants in our forums. That's, of course, Gogs McKay. Welcome, Gogs.
2: Hi, Gene. It's uh, it's great to be back. Really nice to be asked. I'm looking forward to
1: this. Oh, we'll get into this in a moment. But I (laughs) got to tell you about this wacky letter I got about the show. Chris knows what I'm talking about here. Oh, boy. Oh, we hear from people. We get letters. There used to be that line in an old TV show. We get letters. We get lots and lots of letters. And this one, he's got, supposedly, this guy's got constructive criticisms to make. And I'll go through each and every one of four or five of the things that Come to mind, I'm not going to read the letter. He doesn't deserve that. So he says he hears profanity on the paracast. What not show is he listening to, to? Now, we're not talking about the Anglo-Saxon words that you and I know, Gogs. He's saying profanity. Now, this is a commercial radio show. We can't use the seven deadly words. If we were to use them and they're cut out of the show, it's on a seven second delay. The network doesn't take a chance. They trust us after three years on the network. They don't take a chance with anyone, not even Alex Jones.
3: So, so what you're saying, Gene, is that's a bunch of bull crap.
1: There is that. Let me go on. <laughs> he talks about you. He says that you, Chris O'Brien, use words that don't exist. Huh? You
3: use words that don't exist. Well, hey, I'm like uh, Alexander Haig. You know, occasionally I coin a, a term, but uh, not very often on the show. And all those
1: bad jokes you keep telling with the horrible punchlines. <sighs> oh, man. Well, you
3: can't please all the people all the time there, uh, Gene. Have you ever told a joke on this show at all? Yeah. Have you uh, read the new book on Roswell? No, I have not read the new book on Roswell. I can't Randall it. It's full of Schmidt. <laughs> That's
1: the only joke you told. You know, it's not like these old time comedians would say, take my wife, please. Or, for example, doctor, it hurts when I move my arm like that. And the doctor says, don't do that. I don't tell jokes either. and Now you know why. But I don't really tell jokes. Sometimes I give DJ style puns, but I never really tell jokes. And we know from Chris, he very rarely tells jokes. So somebody who says or implies that Chris makes a regular habit of using words that don't exist and tells bad jokes, I don't know what show he's listening to. Okay, So, so I asked the guy for an example and he talks around the subject and he says, well, we know that you're going to find an excuse. Well, the excuse is you're making statements that aren't true. It doesn't mean that anybody is forced to like this show. If you don't like the show, don't listen. We're not going to make the show the way you think it should be made because Chris and I have our own distinct personalities. And when we bring on other guests, they will express their personalities and point of view. We'll try to actually ask questions from our listeners. And one of the reasons we brought Goggs on the show is because he always has such knowledgeable questions. And rather than read those questions... I'd rather, he expressed the questions. Besides, I can't mimic your accent, Goggs. I can't mimic your accent at all.
2: That's the American disease. I, th- I think British people are better at mimicking American accents because we've grown up with so many American movies and TV shows. I think that's it. But having said that, Gwyneth Paltrow does a really good English accent. What about
1: Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock Holmes?
2: Yeah, he's pretty good as well. But he's, he's, he's just a you know a fine actor, full stop.
1: And you have to think of all the actors now who appear in comic book movies and everything, and they're Australian, they're British. You know, you think about Man of Steel, Superman, Henry Cavill, he's British. But you can't tell from the movie, I've heard his dialogue, a few pieces from the trailers, the guy's
4: British. I'd
2: heard that Hugh Laurie, that plays the lead actor in House, I'd heard that there, was, there were many Americans that, you know, who didn't, weren't aware of him before, they, they didn't believe that he was British. Because he does it in american accent but he is very british when you hear him speak of course i've heard him speak uh, yeah and yeah.
1: what's interesting here is they had like before the final episode of house they had this retrospective for an hour and they had him talking there and that was him his normal speaking voice his normal british speaking voice and then he drops right into the house lingo and there's a story here that when brian singer one of the producers of house was auditioning actors to play that role he hired Hugh Laurie without being aware he was British. That's a rumor.
2: Because he he did the, the casting in character and, you know, just appeared in that. I presume that's what
1: happened, is it? Very much so, yes. Yeah. Of course, we know that Batman, Bruce Wayne, Christian Bale's British. Gary Welsh, Oldman. Even. <laughs> you want to talk about Welshman, even, then. And then yeah. Gary Oldman does so many fabulous accents. He's been Dracula. He played this crazy character with a southern accent. In The Fifth Element, remember him? Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. great role. Great role, and then he's Commissioner Gordon. Straight-laced cop. Yeah, and- Or Charlie Hunman uh, on uh, Sons of Anarchy. I didn't know that he was British until I saw an interview with him, and I was like, oh, my God, that guy has a really good accent, American accent. Yeah, so I think Goggs has a point there. But- Goggs, let me ask you, do you do an American accent?
2: I have been known to, yes. <laughs> Which one? <laughs>
1: Okay, if you want to lay one on us as we prepare for our guest of the evening, you're welcome to.
2: Okay, here's here's a laugh. I was living and working in Odessa, Texas for a while, and there was a local car salesman, and I used to take off him, to, much to the amusement of the locals, because his catchphrase was, and never pay retail again. But he used to say it like this, and never pay retail again. So that's about <laughs> that my... <laughs>
3: that was pretty good right on baby
1: (laughs) i'll tell you uh, if i continue speaking here over my throat here like this people think i'm really someone else
2: now i was drinking beer on my porch that's a a very southern one
1: right i think the southern accent because it tends to be more affected is probably easier to duplicate the straight middle american accent of a radio announcer I think it's more difficult, although so many British actors do it. I mean, you look all over American TV and you find British actors, Australian actors like the metalist. Of course, Simon Baker. He's Australian.
3: Yeah. yeah. Hugh Jackman's very good, too. Right. He's Australian also.
1: And of course, jor Russell Crowe is from New Zealand, I think, and he grew up in Australia. I lost track of what that is. But of course, he keeps an accent playing jor
2: Maybe we should talk about some British actors who cannot do American accents. And one that comes straight to mind is Gerard Butler. He <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's Scottish. Scottish. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Scotsmen have a little
3: bit harder time uh, doing American accents, I think.
2: Yeah, they do. Well, not
1: really. If you look at an actor in the TV show The Good Wife, he's a Scotsman, the guy who plays that political operative. And he's the one who, in one of the James Bond films, GoldenEye, Eye, he played a Russian saying I am invincible. He's a Scotsman. But then again, the guy who plays Dr. McCoy in the new Star Trek series, he's from Australia. There you go. Let's talk about someone who is not from Australia, from Wales, from the UK, I don't think. I think he lives in Hawaii now,
3: and that's the guest mm-hmm. today, Blake Cousins. Chris, where would you find him? Well, I've been, you know, sent uh, from time to time video links to a particular YouTube channel that has really taken off uh, called Third Phase of Moon. And I have not been very impressed with the videos that I've seen there. There's uh, over 600 of them there, and I've perused a, a few. And there's one or two that look interesting, but the vast majority of them are obvious fakes. And uh, I I watched a documentary that he just recently uh, posted uh on his uh, channel, and you know i've got to tell you, gene, we, we need to uh, speak with Mr. Cousins because I have a sense that he is just the beginning of what will be a a deluge of outlets for people to get exposure for their handiwork, uh, whether it be CGI reflections in windows, out of focus bugs in front of the camera, kites. Any number of techniques that have been applied to the hoaxer realm in ufology. and I'll tell you what, though, we're going to have to fly very quickly here if we don't pause. Okay, well, let's bring him on. Let's find out what his motivations are besides money and maybe some sort of cult of personality issues. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast.
1: You know, neighbors, meetings are essential to the way we work. It's an opportunity to share ideas, problem solve, and even develop creative solutions. But you know, if your team is spread out in all sorts of different locations, you know, coming together can be an impossible task. That is, of course, unless you use GoToMeeting with HD faces. You know, it's the powerful, simple way to meet and collaborate online. And of course, when I try to get together with Chris and our guests for the show, you can see that we have to meet online because we can't get together. We're too far away. That's why we use GoToMeeting with HD Faces. Try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, use the promo code PODCAST. Remember, use the promo code PODCAST at GoToMeeting.com.
5: GoToMeeting. You see, meeting is believing. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's
6: 800-686-2237. Being prepared against possible food shortages and economic collapse is not complicated. Just remember two words. Disaster Stuff. Add.com after those two words, and you've got just one site for all your preparedness needs. DisasterStuff.com prepares your family against food shortages with Linden Farms freeze dried foods in buckets or gourmet reserves. Freeze dried food in number 10 cans, both with free shipping. Purify and rid your water of contaminants with a big Berkey or other Berkey system, and get free shipping plus a water level spigot or fluoride filter at cost protect your radios and other electronics from EMPs with our EMP Faraday bags, starting at just $5.90. When the food shortages and economic instability happens, be ready with all your stuff from DisasterStuff.com. Just remember two words, DisasterStuff.com. Freedom through self-reliance and personal responsibility
4: utopia silver understands that mainstream medicine and the rising cost of health care can financially destroy any family we simply cannot afford to get sick the only option is to stay healthy americans are learning that ill health is not caused by a deficiency of drugs it's usually the result of a deficiency of minerals vitamins proper nutrition and exercise Utopiasilver.com offers colloidal silver and healing protocols for vaccine and radiation poisoning arthritis insomnia and more If you're sick of unconstitutional government mandates, then stand up now and say no. The time is growing short to put this evil genie back in its bottle. Join Utopia Silver in promoting good health and fighting for our God-given health care rights. Visit utopiasilver.com or call 888-213-4338. That's 888-213-4338.
0: We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast
1: community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We're back on the Paracast with Gene and Chris and Gogs Mackay joining us, one of our regular listeners and participants. We're going to do, I guess, what... Clint Eastwood did at the Republican National Convention where we talked to an empty chair because we have an empty chair. Blake Cousins was told when to be ready for the PowerCast. We made sure he understood the time zones. We told him to be ready at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Thursday, April 18th. It's now 1115. He's not there. He's not on Skype. He doesn't answer his phone. I just get an answering machine message. I've left messages for him. I sent him email. Maybe, however, he has seen the forums at forum.theparacast.com. You know, we opened up questions for Blake to answer, and they're not very friendly. Not hmm. very friendly at all. Blake flaked out. It's possible. I mean, he may show up and we'll give him his due. But if you look at all the questions such as they are or the remarks These people are not very impressed by this guy. And if he saw the forums, maybe he decided he's not going to show up. Now, I have to tell you, as somebody who has just become acquainted with what this guy does, thirdphaseofmoon.net is his site, and he's got a channel on YouTube. I worry about it. Now, I'll tell you why I worry about it is because I think that people who put up blogs who write on the Internet, should have a basic understanding of the English language.
3: Okay? Yeah, so, well, yeah, ex- I mean, come on. I mean, that's a minimum, don't you think?
1: Yes. So if you look at thirdphaseofmoon.net slash about hyphen us, I'm not going to read it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to ask anyone out there who's curious about the sky, go to that page, thirdphaseofmoon.net slash about hyphen us or just click the about us box. Read the first paragraph and tell me if you don't have concerns. Forget about what he does. Read that first paragraph. And it goes downhill from here. Chris, where'd you first learn about this guy?
3: Well, um, I don't know. Uh, I can't really ID exactly uh, that sterling moment, but um, I have uh, been notified of uh, several videos people sending me links to the third phase of Moon and asking me what I think about a particular video. And uh, I think the Bingham uh, event in Las Vegas where this guy said he was going to summon UFOs, I think that may have been the first one. And, uh, Tell our know, listeners look, more about that. I, I don't really know all the specifics, but some guy evidently uh, had a claim that he could summon UFOs. Very similar to, uh, what was that guy uh, a few years back, uh, the Swami guy? <laughs> That uh, was uh, claimed to do the same thing and be able to summon UFOs, and, and uh, allegedly he did uh, and got some notoriety, and then was un- unable to duplicate that, if I remember correctly. But this Bingham character, evidently, uh, you know, in front of a, a large group of witnesses and many with video cameras, uh, was able to allegedly summon these what looked very suspiciously uh, to me like mylar balloons uh, <laughs> that were floating in tandem above the city. And uh, I think that was the first time that I actually uh, was made aware of him. And and since then, I've checked in, you know, a time or two, three, just to see what he's doing there. And and it's pretty amazing. He's uh, been able to create kind of a franchise for himself. Uh, There's over 600 and some odd videos posted there. There is no differentiation uh, practically between any of the presentations. Uh, Lately, he started to say, make your own decision. We don't know if this is a hoax. But, uh, for the most part, most of these videos have been presented with no sort of caveat, no sort of rating system, no sort of uh, caveat emptor. or. He has really attracted quite a large audience i mean he's we 're talking in the tens of thousands of people that tune in some uh, you know some videos even uh, up to a hundred some odd thousand of people and these people are coming and checking the videos out, and uh, to be honest with you, lately uh, it seems, uh, based on cruising through the site uh, last night, that uh, there's been a lot of detractors coming out of the woodworks, and some of his videos, he says, debunkers, uh, you know, deal with this or trolls. Uh, what do you have to say for this? And and so he's starting to get a little defensive because, quite frankly, Gene and and Gogs, some of these videos are beyond ridiculous, and any eight year old could see that these are faked. I've also seen some debunking videos of his videos. Uh, one guy found an actual model of a toy that was used in one presented video on Third Phase of Moon and actually pointed out that the features of this particular flying saucer toy and how it corresponded with with a uh, alleged UFO photograph, and it was, uh, I mean, slam dunk. I mean, the guy obviously, say it was some guy in South America, used this particular toy to hoax his, his videos. I looked at his documentary. It's about a 50-minute documentary that he produced and released a couple of weeks ago. Boy, I wanted to talk to him about uh, some of the pe- principles involved in that uh, video, uh, people that were in front of the camera. Uh, one woman actually made a very interesting statement, which I, I felt really sums up uh, the problem. Uh, with Blake and his brother's work and their agenda, and that is about red herrings and and how red herrings, you could have 20 uh, cases and one case could be real, but the red herrings kind of uh, take the emphasis off the the real one and uh, muddy the waters. And I think uh, her soundbite, which I can read if you'd like, the soundbite does actually sum up the problem that we have now in In this field with uh, the advent of CGI and and accessible technology to to be able to create uh, some of these, you know, fairly impressive uh, jobs of special effects. But in terms of trying to separate signal from noise, this is really creating a problem. And I really wanted to talk to him today about the role that he has uh, assumed here. I mean, it, it, obviously, he's in it to make money. He's in it to get the hits. He's in it to, to create some sort of cult of personality. He's in it to vacuum cleaner up any sighting that he can get his hands on and get the copyright permission to use it exclusively. Quite frankly, I think that this, is, uh, this could be the <laughs> third phase of doom for the field of ufology. It's so easy. You don't need any solid
1: evidence. You don't need anything. But somebody's uploaded videos. The other question I have here, too. All the videos he has, is he just grabbing them, scraping them online, or are these things people have sent to him?
3: No, I think uh, people are sending him videos. I mean, he's gotten enough notoriety now that, um, you know, there's tens of thousands of people that tune into these uh, to these clips. and And people are figuring out more and more ingenious ways to hoax videos. This one kid was there with his dad. The kid couldn't have been more than ten. And it's obvious that he uh, set up some lights in his room and filmed the reflection of the lights against the window and did it in such a way that it actually looks kind of impressive at first. And then once you really start looking closely, you realize that this is nothing more than than uh, a reflection on glass. So people are coming up with more and more ingenious ways to attempt to hoax videos. And I think a lot of them are doing it just to see if they can get away with it. He is really vacuum-cleanering up quite a number of uh, people's attempts at hoaxing. And it's really, it's sad. It (laughs) it really is. Now, let me ask you about this documentary he produced.
1: I understand, ladies and gentlemen, Chris O'Brien is a filmmaker. He makes documentaries. He's able to do video editing. So he is aware of the cutting-edge technologies. So in our next segment, we're going to figure this out, and we'll have some more comments from our friend, Gogs Mackay. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Pericast.
7: Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network.
8: Start life over. Spend more quality time with your family. Take more vacations. Own your own business. Be healthy and earn the kind of income you've always dreamed of. Is it possible? Yes, with Youngevity. First, you've got to see the video that is turning the medical industry upside down. Go to HealthyBody13.com. That's HealthyBody13.com. Watch this video, then pre-register for the Spring Youngevity Convention May 2nd through 4th in Las Vegas,
9: Nevada. And guess who will be there? Hi, I'm Dr. Peter Glidden. I'm doing the Healthy Body Challenge and I'm I'll see you at the Longevity Conference in May.
10: Hi, this is Pharmacist Ben Fuchs, and I'm taking the Healthy Body Challenge, and I will be there.
11: Hi, I'm MZ, Michael Zwirling, owner of KSCO Radio in Santa Cruz. I'm taking the Healthy Body Challenge, and you bet I'll be there. Take
8: the Healthy Body Challenge and don't miss the Longevity Convention in Las Vegas, Nevada, May 2nd through 4th. For more information, go to HealthyBody13.com or call 1-800-360-8695. That's 800 360 8695
11: attention gardeners. It's that time of year again, and with food prices rising, there's never been a better time to take control of your own food supply by planting a backyard garden and growing your own nutritionally dense vegetables. Hi, I'm Brian Brody with Heirloom Solutions here in Thompson, Illinois, with a very special offer for you to kick off the 2013 gardening season. Right now, simply request our beautiful new seed catalog. Pay just $2 to help cover some of the postage costs. When you do, three things are going to happen right away. Number one, within 24 hours, your heirloom seed catalog will be sent. Number two, we're going to deposit $20 in your heirloom solutions account. Number three, you'll also receive three hard-hitting reports valued at $75. Our cash garden report, our food shock report, and our diatomaceous earth report. Go to the website right now, freeheirloomseeds.com. Get $20 in free seeds. Go to freeheirloomseeds.com.
10: Amino acids are the building blocks of proteins. Amino acids have to be delivered to your body in the shape that nature gave them if they are to be used to create new proteins in your body. Just like a bricklayer cannot use bent or twisted bricks to build a brick wall, so too your body cannot use bent or twisted amino acids to build new proteins. Giving your body an undamaged amino acid food can make a huge difference in your health. One World Way is an undamaged amino acid food unlike any other. You see, heating bends and twists amino acids. And all whey protein powders we've investigated and most proteins you consume are heated. With our True Cool process, you now have a choice with One World Whey.
12: My name is Daniel. I'm 34 years old. When I started using One World Whey, I weighed 228 pounds. Now, after two and a half months, I weigh 182 pounds. This is my ideal weight. I've noticed an increase in stamina, rate of recovery from workouts, and an increase in my potency. Call
10: 888 988 three three two five or visit oneworldway.com
5: hi this is don ecker and you are tuned into the paracast let me tell you what you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else hear that george Snorri?
1: with gene and chris and an empty chair and gogs mckay you're in the paracast gogs you've followed up on a lot of this stuff What's your impression, surface impression, before we ask Chris about the filmmaking?
2: Well, I had I'd been aware of Third Phase of Moon kind of over the last year or so, and I was, compared to like one other site that collects UFO videos, I was immediately struck that I, I did seem to be seeing a lot of fakes, and Chris has corrected me a little in that he seems to... He does give this caveat now, you know, decide yourself. But I'm pretty sure I didn't see any of that before. But, what, in, um, I, you know, in preparation for this recording, I was having a look at through some of the stuff. And I think I had a look at this documentary. And if I'm right, this documentary has a section with Stan Romanek, which I believe is from... It does, does Third Phase of Moon have a radio show as well or a podcast or something on a Friday? And anyway, but he had Stan Romanek on, and all he did was just give Stan the floor to go through all his stuff. And the way he spoke to him, there was zero questioning, and I know – probably 99% of the podcast listeners, like myself, and and no doubt you too, that we have major problems with Stan Romanek. And I didn't hear him, you know, ask a single thing. And I don't want Stan Romanek to have one second of anyone's time. This whole thing about the boo video, the infamous boo video, and him claiming that it's £50,000 to fake that, and then... Supposedly some other paranormal research society did it for 90 bucks. And then there's the whole thing about documents he got from supposed, you know, government or secret sources. And they've got the word follow misspelled exactly the same way that Stan has. I didn't hear him go into any of that. It's just like um, I'm not even sure if he might be that clever a guy. He might be that good a businessman in this like modern video channel on YouTube age or whatever that he knows what he's doing and he maybe just doesn't care because if he's got any common sense at all he would at least have questions for Stan Romanek but he just gave him the floor to spout his thing and if you know if I was going to give this guy any chance whatsoever for me that was you know the, the straw that broke the camel's back that's the final nail in the coffin anyone who you know has stan romanik on and doesn't even ask him one hard question well i don't have much respect for the guy
1: before we move on with discussion of the video on a more technical aspect of his filmmaking capability question i have maybe either of you can answer is i'm looking over the site i don't see any real money-making opportunities there. he doesn't seem to be asking for donations is he
3: well, it's it's the advertising that pops up, uh, Gene, every time that, that uh, you click on, on a particular video. Now we have to deal with uh, that Korean Psy guy that uh, pops up every time you click on a video. I'm sure he's getting some sort of remuneration from Okay, all that's the
1: standard YouTube
3: channel video ads from Google. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm not sure uh, how he's doing it, but uh, he's getting quite a bit of notoriety. He's got, uh, I don't know how many tens of thousands of subscribers. Each video that's that's posted up there immediately gets bombed uh, with, with hits. And of course, as time goes on, more and more of these comments are, you know, are people uh, expressing some form of an indignation and, and crying, you know, hoax uh, and fake and single word things like that. So I, I think a lot of people are are smart enough to see through this. But my problem is that he's slowly programming the people that want to get informed, that want to know more, and are, are taking the, the easy shortcut way out here by going onto YouTube and getting, you know, educated that way. Uh, he's doing the field a great disservice, and he's creating he's creating this morass of wanna believe energy out there. And I'm 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 really against that. Let's talk about this documentary or this video that he did.
1: As a filmmaker, how do you evaluate it in terms of content and production quality?
3: Well, what he's doing is most of this stuff is single camera. And uh, some of his cutaway shots, for instance, only show the person's hands. And he'll use, let's say, in a stand-up interview, he'll use the same cutaway shot three four or five times which uh, is is very amateurish he's also trying to duplicate the uh the jittery camera style and in the fast push and the fast pull which is pretty ham-handed um it it's trying to to look kind of cool and slick and it's coming across a little (laughs) a little bit amateurish i think some of his witnesses uh and experts are highly questionable I, I just loved, I, I mentioned this quote from this uh, Dr. Linda Hostilek, who's a, I guess, an osteopath. I did a little checking on her. She is a doctor. Uh, she's from Illinois. Yeah, I think Illinois. I don't know how she got involved in uh, being one of his um, sort of new age experts. But, but this quote that she gave in, in the film, I think, sums up the problem with uh, third phase of Moon. And she goes, a red herring is like when a whole bunch of things are thrown out there. Maybe there's 20 things thrown out there, but only one is real. The other ones are designed to either be fake, so you don't know which one is real, or they're designed to confuse, manipulate, and control. And I would add, uh, jack up the hits on your site. So I think just inadvertently he included a comment that actually sums up uh, the problems with uh, this particular uh, attempt at creating a cult of personality in a franchise.
1: Gogs, what's your comment? What's your feeling about this?
2: Well, I um, I agree there on on that on what Chris just said about you know that comment. And it seems like it slipped through the net. I don't think he maybe realised what the meaning was. Um, just I know you weren't going to read it, uh, Gene, but I just noticed something when you pointed out to say to look at third phase of moon dot net and the about us section. And we were before laughing about the the terrible use of English. The first mention, the first word is third phase of moon, and it's spelt thrid phase of moon. And, you know, if that's an indication of, you know, can't even use a spell checker or get somebody to check your work, you know, uh, who knows, maybe whoever wrote it was dyslexic or something. But, you know, if you're going to put something on a site that's to do with this very popular YouTube channel, you know, the barest of checking would have picked up the amount of errors in one paragraph and they're they're not even like kind of typical errors so sorry to go off on a kind of tangent there but it's just staring me in the face and really annoying me um the documentary side of things um i i can't help but think it's just a vehicle for him to be seen on tv i wonder if he's got aspirations for presenting you know other things he just wants to be seen and build up a you know by whatever means build up a, a profile because i don't know it just seems to be all centered about him and he's i don't know i just get the impression he kind of likes the look of himself on camera that that might just be my my take but uh, you're being kind gods yeah
1: well yeah, looking I'm at this diff- thing here now this guy's been around for what 10 years he just appeared out of the blue
3: one day here's blake cousins yeah I, I i wanted to ask him uh how many u f o uh related books has he read who are his favorite authors what books have uh influenced his thinking uh how much documentation does he have He says he's interviewed uh over a hundred witnesses of u f o events Does he have a database um i want to i want i wanted to see the quality and and depth of his investigative efforts and you know quite frankly to be honest with you i i, I doubt that there's there's much there um in terms Based of on, writing, on there is nothing
1: there. There is no there there. Because if you go to news, all you see are videos with maybe a paragraph. You go to the blog, which should be written material and it's just videos with Google ads from Ad Choices. If you go to About Us, where he talks about his site and everything, it's two paragraphs of illiterate material. So if he wants and that, to write... that's
3: troubling. <laughs> pardon? That's troubling. But what's even more troubling is when uh, two uh, fairly well respected uh, members of the ufological community, Richard Dolan and Stanton Friedman, agree to appear on and be interviewed on this particular YouTube channel. That, to me, is really disturbing.
1: Before and, we get uh, disturbed by our advertisers, we have Gogs McKay joining Gene and Chris You're in The Paracast.
7: The GCN Radio Network. Providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here.
13: Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies... Paranormal activity and Floridian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news. It's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to Mr. UFO at WebTV.net. That's Mr. UFO at webtv.net. Find out what they don't want you to know.
8: What's next? If you're not prepared, you're not self-reliant. Join us in Texas for the Self-Reliance Expo, Friday and Saturday, April 26th and 27th. Learn self-reliant skills including food and water storage, emergency power, beekeeping, canning, and much more. Look, feel, touch, and taste at this family friendly event. Many guest speakers, longevity information, and Dr. Joel Wallach speaks on Saturday. Don't miss the Self-Reliance Expo, Arlington Convention Center, Arlington, Texas, April 26th and 27th. Tickets and schedule at selfrelianceexpo.com. We the people
14: grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed
15: Your freedoms are on the line. The Second Amendment is in danger. How soon before your freedoms are taken away? What can you not live without? What is your greatest dependency? Is it your guns? Is it your home? No, it's food. It all boils down to the food supply tyrannical governments control people by controlling their food supply. Don't be dependent. Be self-sufficient. Don't wait for the government to feed you. Feed yourself. I could warn you, but I can't feed you. Do like Alex has done and get a supply of food from e-foods Direct. It's the best long-term storable food on the planet. Get the popular Mega Patriot Pack free. A 24 day supply of food plus stove, cook pot, and fuel. Call 800 250-1857 or go to eFoodsDirect.com Alex and get up to 20 mega patriot packs free with purchase build your food supply be in control be self-sufficient and be a patriot call 800-250-1857 or com slash alex and get your free patriot pack today
5: This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast.
1: With Gene and Chris, gogs McKay, one of our regular listeners and a special guest panelist, and an empty chair that was to feature Blake Cousins. And those just tuning in, got to wonder what happened to this guy. Well, he was supposed to be ready for an interview to be recorded. He was going to do one hour, going to grace us with one hour of his presence. He was notified about the show several times by email. We gave him reminders. I gave him a phone message. I tried to hook up with him on Skype. He has not been online. He has not responded to the connection request. So there you go. We're talking to an empty chair. And having a lot of fun doing it, by the way. You know, what we should do, Chris, is also look at the questions that our listeners asked when they weren't just
3: commenting about the poor quality of the videos. Which is a majority of the comments, by the way. Right. Uh, Well, before we went to break, uh, I brought up what was actually the the final straw for me to actually invite Blake on the show, and that is Richard Dolan deciding to... uh, to be interviewed for uh, his mass audience and uh, sell some books, obviously. And Stanton Friedman, of all people, uh, agreeing to do an interview. I haven't had a chance to look at those interviews yet. Um, I'm pretty sure that they'll be fairly predictable. But this is an indication that um, perhaps you know some of the mainstream in ufology uh, is willing to in the case of Richard Dolan, you know, just appeal to the largest audience he can for the hope of uh, selling more books or creating more of a buzz about his work. Uh, This is troubling to me, because if Stanton Friedman and Richard Dolan are being uh, wooed by people such as Blake and his brother, uh, this is not a good sign. And uh, I'd like to hear your guys' take on that. Well, one thing here...
1: Possibly Richard Dolan and Stanton Friedman maybe didn't take the time to check it out. You know, the guy calls them up or writes to them, says, I have hundreds of thousands of followers on YouTube. This is a great place to be. You need to record
3: an interview. Or no, we I, need I, to have more. I seriously more. doubt, Gene. They knew exactly who the guy is. I'm, I'm positive. These guys, they they don't jump at any opportunity to get some exposure and not check out the uh, the actual platform that they're being exposed on. I I would have a very hard time... uh, Can I chime
2: in here? Yeah, I was just going to say that aren't Richard Dolan and Stan Friedman kind of recognized as being, you know, top-notch researchers? So the excuse that they didn't check him out wouldn't really wash with, you know, Stan Friedman, who has spent you know how many hours in archives and things like that and the amount of work rich dolan has put into his books as well so you would expect them to do the minimum of you know um due diligence before that
1: yes but they have been known to appear at conventions that have sometimes less savory guests
13: yeah i can't
1: say that so they may have felt that maybe reaching a large audience despite the polluted atmosphere, would be worth it. And you're telling me, guys, also, we're seeing more and more skepticism voiced on the sites. The review is from people who go to his YouTube site.
3: Yeah, there's a sizable percentage, uh, up around 40, 50, 60% of people that uh, have a choice of liking or, or disliking a particular video. There's, it's, it's running about two to one like uh, versus dislike. And, and some videos are, are neck and neck which indicates to me that at least a certain portion of his audience is discerning enough to call a spade a spade. But, you know, just to get back to the Richard Dolan, uh, Stanton Friedman uh, question here, uh, a couple of years ago, I saw that Richard Dolan was uh, being advertised by Project Camelot as going on the show, and and uh, doing an interview, and I, I quickly emailed Rich and said, "Rich, don't do it, man. You're just you're giving these people credibility. The more people acquiesce to the great unwashed masses, and in the, the size of a particular uh, audience, the more legitimacy that they they can attain, and, and the more credibility, would, obviously undeserved uh, in my estimation. But the more credibility is is generated, and and it just makes it harder." for us to uh, somehow get these people to do the right thing. Uh, if you give them that sort of gravitas and credibility, then they think that they don't have to, uh, you know, possibly do the right thing. And one of the things I really wanted to talk to Blake about was, was you know, who is your favorite video analyst? Name one video analyst. I wanted to get, see if he even knew that there were video analysts out there uh, that specialize in ufological photographs and, and videos and films and and i wanted to, to to find out if he's ever even attempted to contact anybody uh there's a, a video on there where he, some uh woman uh, gets up there and really starts asking him hard questions about his motivations and stuff and one of the answers he said when asked about analyzing the videos well i've uh you know uh, national geographic has seen my stuff the discovery channel uh you know are you saying that uh that because they're using my stuff that the uh, You know, that they they aren't analyzing it. And it's like, well, Blake, they're in the business to generate ratings and, you know, advertising revenue. So uh, I I don't really think that's a fair question. I have really had a problem, as many listeners on the Paracast are aware. I've had a problem for a long time with how the media is going for bang for the buck and sensationalizing whatever they can to attract a larger audience it's obvious with all these ghost shows and paranormal shows that there's a lot of hanky-panky going on behind the scenes. Stuff is being fabricated. Uh, This reality TV thing is uh, going into the realm of um, poorly scripted drama, and uh, it's a real problem. And I I really think that this, this is a real flashing red light, and the klaxons are going off right now in my head about the future of this field.
1: Well, the thing I noticed, though, is that more and more people are savvy about what's going on. If you look at the small number of questions we had at the PowerCast forums, nobody was taken in by this guy. Nobody was taken in by this guy. And maybe with his YouTube channel, we're seeing the skew be changed, where most people say, gosh, golly, gee whiz. Or maybe part of the problem is traditionally, and this is why we have problems with UFO-related material on TV, and that is that people are looking to be entertained. Very few of those people sit back and say, what if this stuff is real? You know, to them, it's just like going to the haunted house at the amusement park. Let's just be frightened out of our wits with ghost stories and UFOs and abductions. Let's have a regular old good time. I mean, the economy is a mess. People are out of work we've got to do something for some entertainment. It's a way to get entertained. It's not something where you seriously consider the possibility of a world-changing, life-changing phenomenon is in front of us. And this is why you have a guy like this fella getting involved, a guy like this Blake Cousins. Now, anybody know his background? Does he have a background that we know about that we can trace what did he do before he became this guru of YouTube?
3: Well, I, I personally, Gene, haven't had a, had the opportunity. Uh, this kind of fell together pretty quickly. Um, I wanted to get up to speed on, on, on the actual, you know, videos and and the quality of the actual presentation. Um, I, I do plan to do a little digging, and I was hoping to get him on the show to start the show out by getting. A real sense of who this guy and his brother is. His brother's kind of a shadowy character. I, I the production company, is the the cousins' brothers or something. And I wanted to find out um, how long he's been in Hawaii, number one, and uh, and what his background is. You know, what books has he read? Uh, you know, what analyst does he know? Uh, and 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 what sort of vetting process does he have, if any? It doesn't appear to to even be a, a process for vetting some of these videos. I think Riguoa put up <laughs> a really funny... Uh, it kind of reminds me of the Billy Meyer footage of the uh, the UFO that's circling around the tree. It's pretty famous uh, in his beam, beam ship uh, video or, or uh, release from the early 80s. Uh, and Riguoa has this, uh, this saucer object with a string, and he's <laughs> circling it around in there. And, you know, I... I actually FTP'd, uh, and I had, I think, a problem with the download. I'm going to try it again, but I'm I'm sending him some video that I was able to capture. I witnessed a spider web that was, um, uh, you know, being lit by the sun at the proper angle to create a prism effect, and it looked very similar to the Tim Edwards Salida footage, and I got some very good quality high-def video, that i think could fool a lot of people it's it's really impressive and uh of course i i am not going to tout it as being real i'm going to have the caveat that this is a hoax but this is what nature can provide you that you can document and pretend uh, innocence and 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 just palm it off as something high strange this is very high strange so strange we've got to hear
1: this message we have gogs and jean and chris you're in
2: The podcast.
7: America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network.
16: to have a fighting chance against cold and flu bugs, get the world's best garlic extract, Allicin Plus C. Fight viruses, bacteria, and fungi with Allicin Plus C. Scientifically proven and double-blind studies using low doses to greatly reduce the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Allison Plus C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized allicin, the active ingredient in crushed garlic. Studies show Allicin Plus C is effective against MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections. One tablet of Allicin Plus C has the equivalent of 40 cloves of garlic. Allison Plus C supports your body's resistance to all types of conditions and can help lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. So boost your body's resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract. Allison Plus C. To order, call 855 Allison. That's 855-255-4246 or go to AllisonPlus.com. Spelled A-L-L-I-C-I-N plus.com. Get Allison Plus C from Affinity Health Products
0: welcome back to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio and now
1: here's gene steinberg we have gogs mckay joining gene and chris we had hoped to be able to talk with blake cousins He's got this YouTube channel, Third Phase of Moon, a site, thirdphaseofmoon.net. And we had to figure out what is this guy involved with? All we hear is that he is producer. He's a producer at Cousins Brothers Productions. But also, if you go to the Internet Movie Database and you look up Blake Cousins, there is one there supposedly involved in producing a film. But I don't know if it's the same guy. I have no idea. Could be a coincidence. This guy is a shadowy figure. There's nothing about him online, what his real background is, other than being an actor, writer, producer, and we can all call ourselves that, I guess.
3: I'll do a little digging on this. I, I think it's important that we um uh, vet some of these uh up-and-coming aspiring uh stars. I'm I'm wondering about just the, the very title of his of his YouTube channel, Third Phase of Moon. What is he, like a, an ex-member of the Unification Church, and maybe he's uh, some sort of Sun Young Moon fan? Well, third phase of Moon. Uh, I don't know. That That's always kind of struck me as <laughs> strange just on the surface. Uh, where's the uh, the, you know, third phase of the Moon? You know, I don't know what to say, Gene. I, this kind of thing really, it's like a burr under my saddle. Um, it's an itch I can't find to scratch and I end up hurting myself. You know, again, I've said this five times already. This is really disturbing. It's emblematic of what's going on in the field. We're getting the the waters are becoming more and more muddy. Uh, People are having less and less of an opportunity to have quality analytical education uh, through analysis. uh, On some of these videos, the The cost of the technology is coming down. More and more people are getting a kick out of uh, attempting to hoax uh, the rest of us. And it's just going to make it, and it is making it, more and more difficult to separate signal from noise. And the avalanche of junk that goes online. All these YouTube videos,
1: and I look at the plight of somebody who is lucky or unlucky enough to actually see a UFO capture a decent photograph or a movie. And now we have all sorts of really good, cheap equipment out there to do it. An iPhone, a Samsung Galaxy, the new HTC One from HTC. This is their flagship smartphone, supposed to have superior capabilities in low light conditions to take photos and movies. All this comes together where anyone with a modicum of skills, because they also have this image stabilization stuff tacked on to these smartphones, they can take pictures, they can take really good pictures if they see something. But it also makes it easy for people who have a less honest bent of mind to have fun. So you could have the greatest UFO pictures in that crowd. Maybe amongst all those photos and movies over there at Third Phase of Moon, there's some real ones, some really impressive things. But there's so much junk. Where and when do you have an opportunity to find the really good material?
2: Yeah, I mean, I suppose... What what is the possible antidote to things like third phase of moon? Because as you both know very well, there isn't much money to be made in this. So if someone was to start their own YouTube channel with the intention of putting on, you know, as far as they can tell, real videos. Who's going to do the analysis for all these videos, um, you know, which is a technical thing? And who's going to do it for free? And what, what, what is the answer? How can the, those of us who actually care contribute to something that is an antidote to third phase of moon? I, I don't know the answer because it all comes down to money and time, I suppose. And there isn't money and time in UFO, UFOs. It would
1: have to be somebody who does not care about the money cares about just the experience and educating people or learning for themselves.
3: Yeah, I think you have to, to work on the principles involved and try to educate them and try to get them to uh, fess up to what they're doing and get them to agree to do the right thing. If he is vacuum cleanering up all these videos and there maybe one in 30 uh, deserve attention, if he had the actual skill, analytical abilities and the motivation to do the right thing, then perhaps that vacuum cleaner might be able to detect some real crucial footage that we could actually winnow out from the rest of it and then target our efforts and go ahead and have that video analyzed. He's got to be able to be willing and convinced to be willing to weed through these things and separate the signal out from the noise. We have to assume he
1: has the skills because we understand he's involved in entertainment. He lives in Hawaii. That doesn't qualify you for being anything. You can call yourself anything you want we don't know his educational background we know he has a serious problem with the english language <laughs> i mean it's obvious i mean it's almost pathetic you think of somebody who comes to this country and has not learned english as their first language but then when you listen to his voicemail he seems to have a perfectly ordinary american accent Or maybe we're thinking you know we're thinking about the british actors or Australian actors who have American accents, he may be an alien creature who has an American accent. But if you read (laughs) his site, it's written by somebody who does not understand English. It's not his first language.
3: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one alien that really did have uh, a command of the English language was Paul in the movie, uh, the alien in the movie Paul, I think played by Seth Rogen. That's one of my favorite comedies of uh, the last couple of years. I really thought that was cute. But you know mindless entertainment is one thing serious study of things that go uh flashing in the night or go flashing by in the day that we can't explain that's a whole different ball game you know where can we get the whatever it will take to motivate people in in a position like Blake Blake Cousins to do the right thing this whole mishmash of 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 just some of the some of the videos on there are just i mean they are so ridiculous uh, a 7 year old could see through them others are really well done and i'm wondering how many of these videos his people are actually responsible for and there's I've some got, what, question out there that he may be actually helping fabricate some of these videos and if that's the case then you know uh, we really need to get get uh, on the case here and pin this guy's ears back
2: I'd like to know how much time and, you know, cost, what does it take to make, you know, quote unquote, a decent fake? Because I've always wondered, you know, we're always talking about motivation in the Paracast, but you can kind of tell that some of these videos, even if they are fake, they must have taken quite a bit of work to do. And if people are just, you know, giving them to Third Phase of the Moon or just uploading them onto YouTube, you know, for, for no financial reward, to me that's quite a, a commitment to sit down there with, you know, whatever CGI software and try to make a decent one. And there's so many of them. You've got to wonder, who who is doing all this you know, you can understand that the odd few, maybe somebody who works in, uh, you know, a special effects house or something, got all the software and kit. And maybe, you know, like like Lance doing something when things are rendering or whatever. But you know, some of these things must, you know, like like that, that classic one where it's supposedly in Haiti or something. These two huge things—it's obviously fake, but it's a very good fake, worthy of a sci-fi movie. But that must take quite a lot of work, and. I'm just wondering who is sitting down with all this time on their hands to do this for for, for no reward. I'll give you an answer here. Let me throw an answer out.
1: One possibility here is the budding film school student. I'll give you an example of this. When my son Grayson and I were writing our science fiction novels, he started when he was a teenager, and one of his friends, a guy named Bradley, was a budding artist, special effects artist. He used very simple software to do this course, now you can get the software real cheap to create all sorts of special effects, but then it was expensive. And he would do this just for the heck of it. We didn't have YouTube then. Now we have YouTube and people like that who want to learn how to do movie special effects. They want to work for one of these big special effects houses. They want to make their own movies. They're practicing. They're playing around with their software and the software doesn't come expensive anymore for $299.00. You get Final Cut Pro Ten on your Mac. For an extra fifty dollars or so you get motion to create all this motion special effects. This is another special effect coming right up with Gene and Chris and Gogs. You're in the Paracast.
0: Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget.
17: of buying gold and silver. Again, the global elite have plans for your money, and it doesn't include you. So call me, Gary Cooper, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 130. And I will send you a booklet with 10 reasons why gold and silver could be right for you. Again, don't get caught with money in your account when the next bank bailout hits. Call me, Gary Cooper, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 130.
6: Being prepared against possible food shortages and economic collapse is not complicated. Just remember two words, disaster stuff. Add after those two words and you've got just one side for all your preparedness needs. Disasterstuff.com prepares your family against food shortages with Linden Farms freeze-dried foods in buckets or Gourmet Reserves. Freeze-dried food in number 10 cans, both with free shipping. Purify and rid your water of contaminants with a big Berkey or other bur- System and get free shipping, plus a water level spigot or fluoride filter at cost. And protect your radios and other electronics from EMPs with our EMP Faraday bags, starting at just $5.90. When the food shortages and economic instability happens be ready with all your stuff from disasterstuff.com. Just remember two words disasterstuff.com. Freedom through self reliance and personal responsibility.
4: Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP.
18: ASAP what? What's that mean?
4: Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success.
18: I've gotta know more.
4: Welcome to
8: ASAP. As slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP
0: We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
1: With Gene, Chris, Goggs, Mackay, and an empty chair here in the Paracast, we hope to talk to Blake Cousins, but... He didn't show up. He's a no-show. We don't like that. And we're not just wanting to talk about him behind his back. He had the opportunity to be here and answer the hard questions. didn't want to do it. But what I was saying, Chris, and I guess you were going to pipe in in this segment, and that is a lot of the people doing this are just people who want to learn how. They're students. They want to learn how to do movie special effects as a hobby, or that's going to be their line of work. What do you think?
3: Well, I think that's a really good point. Uh, there's more, and more, as you were pointing out in the last segment, there's more and more access to technology, affordable technology. To be honest, there's a lot of kids out there that really get off on pulling one over on people. I really have a feeling that one of the main motivations is just to see if you can get away with it and how many people buy into a fame, you know, reality uh, behind something. Some of these videos are actually very well done. I, I must admit, uh, the the circ- circling object of lights, um, you don't really see an object, but you see light circling above trees at night with a spotlight coming down. You know, it would take a cherry picker, um, you know, some sort of light array suspended down. Um, the contrast, obviously, was kind of boosted so that you kind of render out some of the details in the final final sort of rendering. But... Some of these videos, I mean, and I agree, Gogs, it, it, it's taking some time, uh, especially some of the CGI videos. We're talking 100 hours, maybe, you know, a full week's worth of work on some of these things. Perhaps they are just calling cards uh, as part of somebody's resume. They can go, well, you know, I pulled this one off and uh, I'm this good. You should hire me. So there is a lot of opportunity right now for creative people in the film business. I mean, how long can they go on? retreading uh 70s tv shows and and doing remakes of uh you know, in 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 creating new franchises around like the Lone Ranger and and Starsky and Hutch, and you know Hollywood is really bereft of of new ideas right now, and this could be like a farm club for Hollywood to come up with some new ideas and and showcase the talents of new uh, new up and coming uh, animators and and CGI uh, people. I think it's it's actually in one sense it's kind of good, but. In terms of actually the serious study of ufology, it's it's to me it's a death knell. And the the longer we go, and the the more affordable the technology becomes, uh, the harder it is going to be to separate that. Uh, and I hate to keep overusing our our theme here, but it's harder to separate signal from the noise. You know,
2: are we equating um, Blake Cousins with like? Is he an American Jaime Masan?
3: yeah yeah and i could see why he'd say that i think Jaime at least has some gravitas and has uh some legitimate journalistic uh uh background and and you know obviously jaime is is a little bit uh i think sensational but he's he's a known uh quantity in the uh in the old fashioned journalistic tradition uh as as it as it occurs down in mexico so but I think you're right. I think there is, uh, and, and that's a really uh, point well taken. I think there are, there are some similarities there, and you know, it's throwing all this stuff out there and just uh, creating a cult of personality around oneself. You know, there are probably some questions about motivation and and the psychology behind uh, you know wanting to do this. Uh, another person that I, I I'm. I would not be surprised if Blake uh, Cousins was pretty uh, good friends with uh, Michael Cohen, who was another one about five or six years ago that was reviled in some uh, sense uh, for presenting news stories from uh, the Far East as as fact and, and presenting footage that was obviously faked and uh, sensationalizing obvious hoaxes to anybody with a discerning eye. We're going to be seeing more and more of this, you guys. And and this, again, you know, I sound like a broken record, but this is really, this is disconcerting to me. And, and, and it, it does not bode well for the future of the field. If we muddy this field up too much, everybody's just going to go the opposite direction instead of wanting to believe people are going to be in a place of, well, there's so many good hoaxes out there. None of this uh, can be real. And so that quote that I did from that, uh, from that Dr. Uh, uh about red herrings and 20 hoaxes versus one real sighting, those real events are going to go right through uh, the wash with the rest of the, uh, the, the noise, as it were. The thing that
1: bothers me also, which is part of the issue here, the thing that really bothers me, is the fact that there could be really legitimate information in sites such as this. But who's going to bother looking for it? Like, you've looked through a lot of the photos. I've looked at some of the movies, and I'm the kind of person, if you don't catch my attention immediately, I go the other room. I say, forget about it. I have more important things to do. But, Chris, of all the stuff you've seen at the Blake Cousins site on the channel at YouTube, Anything there that has any potential?
3: Um, actually, Gene, yes, there are. There are a number of of what I consider to be uh, potentially real footage. There's one very interesting 26-second uh, clip uh, that was filmed of a C-17 uh, a- a- appearing to be coming in for a landing, possibly, or flying very, very low. And there is an object that's behind this, this particular very large cargo plane, I personally think that there's a really good likelihood that there was some sort of line that was coming out of the – it appears that yeah. the uh, cargo door is open in the back and the, and they may be reeling something in or trailing something behind the plane. But that's real footage. I mean, that's uh, it's obvious to me, looking at it very carefully, that that guy inadvertently filming a kind of an out-of-place C-17 actually did film what appears to be about a minivan-sized object – that's trailing behind the cargo plane, there are some other footage too there's um, uh, footage daylight you- footage of uh, an object that appears to be traveling through the clouds. It does have in my estimation, some legitimacy uh, be very, very difficult to hoax hoax uh, that particular uh, piece of footage um, there's some nighttime stuff that does uh, appear to me to be some sort of plasma. Uh, some sort of plasma sheath around some sort of energy source that that does have the earmarks of of some sort of plasma event around an object. Th- there's a couple things. There's one uh, segment of something flying by an aircraft. This film was done um, outside an airliner window. There's another one that's like some ridiculous like flying saucer that flies up uh, off the wing of a plane and then shoots off. that's obviously a hoax, a, w- a very well done. Uh, piece of CGI. But again, I think out of all these 600 some odd videos, I'll bet you there's a couple of dozen in there that really deserve some attention. And it's really a shame that he and his team, which he obviously has a team of people working there, that they aren't identifying what could be legitimate sightings and, and legitimate visual evidence and really focusing on those instead of just throwing up example after example of aspiring hoaxers um some of them i (laughs) are just absolutely ridiculous i i can't believe they they must really have fun when they post some of these videos just making bets on how many people will think that this is the real thing and i you know i could see that this could be actually pretty fun
1: you know it could be a matter of cynicism too that he doesn't believe any of this stuff we believe that we have Gogs and McKay joining us. We believe we have Chris O'Brien and Gene Steinberg because you're in the Paracast. Are you tired of
7: searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more.
1: We are the GCN Radio Network.
19: hey there my name is frank bates do you know the number one most valuable item in a crisis some people think the answer is gold others think it's a gun but the correct answer will shock you i just created a free video at crisis123.com that reveals a surprising item that is more valuable than gold in a crisis 97 percent of americans don't have this one critical item in fact they haven't even given it a thought and the sad truth is that you may not survive without it when a real crisis hits and a starving mob is right outside your door. But I have to tell you, it could literally make the difference between life and death for you and your family. Watch my video at Crisis123.com to discover the number one most valuable item in a crisis. You'll be shocked. See the controversial video that thousands of other smart patriots have already seen in the last three months. Go watch my video now at Crisis123.com before they force me to shut it down. Again, that's Crisis123.com
9: you've heard about our MRE Smorgasbord. Now, Long Life Food Depot introduces the most unique, safe, and longest-lasting way to stash emergency food, the EatPod. Most survival food products recommend an ideal storage environment, including low temps, low moisture, and low oxygen. If you're storing in a basement too humid, garages and attics too hot, but the waterproof, double-walled, high-density polyethylene patent-pending EatPod is a unique roll-away food bunker that creates the perfect condition. Can be buried up to 30 feet and can keep your survival food supply safe, secure, dry, and virtually undetectable for 25 years or more. Get full details on the EatPod at eatpod.com, spelled E-A-T-P-O-D.com, or call 800-601-2833. That's 800-601-2833. The Eat Pod from Long Life Food
20: Depot since 1983, sending real food to your real future. It's time for a home security quiz. What effective home security device is smaller than a coffee cup, fakes out burglars into thinking someone is home at your house while you're away, plugs into any wall outlet, is recommended by many police departments, and sells for less than $30? Yes, it's fake TV. This year, about one in every 50 U.S. homes will have a break-in, with burglars usually picking the easy target, a dark house that looks like no one is home. Fake TV is a small electronic security device that makes it look like someone is home watching TV by simulating the light from a real TV. Fake TV could be the difference between coming home to a secure house or one that's been ransacked. To get your fake TV for only $29.95 with free shipping, go to faketv.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. That's 877-532-5388 or go to faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent.
19: Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
1: With Gene and Chris, assisted by Gogs McKay, one of our loyal listeners and participants in our forums is also a guest panelist. Gogs, you're about to say something. Go ahead, and then I have an idea to segue to another discussion. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to mention when Chris was um, you know, detailing some of the videos he thought had some merit. Did he see the one that seemed quite recent of some kind of, red-lighted object, possibly a triangle or something, that had a rotating kind of spotlight underneath that was from Midland, Texas. And that, that I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't it CGI, and if it was some kind of other hoax, it was another one that was well done. And it didn't appear to me to be any kind of normal you know, run-of-the-mill aircraft that I know of. I could be totally wrong because I don't pretend to have any expertise in that, but it, it should be easy to find. But I thought that one was quite interesting. Even if it's not a spaceship, I don't know what it was. and It it, um, it just interested me because, you know, because I'd been in that neck of the woods, I suppose that's what pricked my ears up. But if you, if you haven't seen it, check it out after.
3: Yeah, I will. I'm, I'm going to look it up right now while we're talking, and I'll go ahead and, and have a look at it.
2: Yeah, and can I go now? Can I quickly go back to when we were talking, when Chris was talking about how, you know, Rich Dolan had appeared on Camelot, Project Camelot? I I was wondering just about this whole thing about people who are genuinely, uh, generally considered, you know, um, genuine people in the field. And, you know, Joseph Farrell and Klaus Donna, they've both appeared on Project Camelot. But I'm pretty convinced if anyone watches it, you can see in their eyes that they realize they've made a mistake when Kerry Cassidy inevitably puts her foot in it and asks some completely ridiculous question. so I think even you know some you know pretty respected researchers, people that you know, we enjoy having on the show or seeing elsewhere that, you know, maybe sometimes people just make mistakes about, about where they're going to, you know, appear. And
1: (laughs) the reason you're hearing Chris laugh is let me tell you what happened here. Apparently there are two Pacific times to deal with. There's specific time that we deal with normally in America and the continent. And then there is a Hawaii pacific time which is an hour earlier or an hour later an hour later i guess whatever it is i can't figure this out but blake cousins just called me as we were talking and he's going to be on the show so we've been talking about him (laughs) for the past hour or so and now it looks like he's going to be on he says he'll join us in a moment but ladies and gentlemen you need to understand he has not heard what has gone on so far We're not going to send him any hints about what we've done. We're simply going to ask him the questions that we've already voiced to you, see Mm -hmm. what he comes up with, and see what happens, and see where it takes us. He'll be on for, say, four segments. So this is going to be fascinating how this is going to go. All right, we had some confusion, ladies and gentlemen, about the time zones, but he's here now, Blake Cousins. His site is net, and he also has a channel on YouTube. And the first question I want to bring to you, Blake, and welcome to the show, is how did you become interested in the subject of UFOs? I tried to look you up, and I couldn't find much of a bio.
12: Hey, thanks for inviting us at Third Phase of Moon, Christopher. Um, yeah, well, we uh, got interested in UFOs pretty much at an early age. I have a twin brother, and we both have experienced uh you know UFO sightings at an early age we grew up grew up here in the state of Hawaii so the skies are crystal clear you can see for uh you know for uh to the edge of the universe basically and um super clear skies lots of activity in the skies so we're always looking up and things have been happening over here on December 30th 2010 was the most outstanding sighting we've had and that's what pretty much really made us go full blown on third phase of the moon to get the word out, and um, a friend of ours told us to come over. We have video equipment, and uh, to come over to his house three nights in a row, he's been seeing lights over his house, and we got to go over there and check it out. So we did, and, uh, you know, on our birthday, December 30th, 2010, around 1030 at night, you know, basically things hit the fan. Uh, You know, three-football-size, 300-yard-size triangle formation just pretty much came down on us, intimidated us silent and just floated right over us and uh you know pretty much our perspective on things changed since then how long did this sighting persist it lasted for approximately a minute and a half you saw it come from one part of the sky and then Come directly overhead and then move along to uh, Waipio Valley, the Valley of the Kings. This area is known as Kukahiley, and the ancient Hawaiians called it Kuka Haile In in uh, it means the dancing lights. So the ancient Hawaiians were seeing things back in this area for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. So you know there's, something's going on over there, at Hile. and the Hawaiians named it that for some reason. And I imagine it's exactly because of that. And, you know, at Third Phase of Moon, we started asking people from around the world if they've captured anything amazing in regards to UFOs. You could contact Third Phase of Moon via Skype or Facebook. And we started getting response from all around the world.
1: Let me and, go uh, back, though. I want to go back before that case. Sure. All right, fine. What line of work are you in?
12: Well, right now we're in ufology. Um, you know, we, this uh, is your day job. What's
1: your educational background?
12: Educational background. University of Nations, um you know, UH Hilo, I have no degree, um, you know, graduated from high school, did a lot of uh, self-taught kind of things, try to be good in everything. We did a lot of photojournalism for about 15 years, so it kind of uh, got us inclined to know how to shoot with the camera, know how to deal with people, know how to, you know, retain exclusives and get a network vastly around the world. Now, when
1: you do receive photos or movies, do you use your experience and background to vet those photos to see which ones are fake and which ones are real?
12: Well, you know, we look at the videos and, you know, Third Phase of Moon, we're not 100% right on target. And it's hard to in this kind of, you know, field. We look at it, if it's something amazing and it's controversial and we don't know how it's been done, if there is a hoax. We're going to put it out there. We, you no, know, we want to keep it transparent. Let the people decide. We have over six hundred something odd videos we've done. Over, you know, sixty Skype interviews with eyewitnesses sharing their videos, and you know, I know for a fact that you know a lot of these things are real, and something's going on over the skies of planet Earth.
1: All right, so you're saying here that you won't post a video that you feel is an obvious fraud. Is that what you're saying?
12: if it's obvious, which there's many obvious videos that come into us that are blatant, outright, straight-up hoax, frauds, making fun of the situation, of course we won't post that.
1: So you're saying here that on the surface, at least, looking at the stuff that you have on there, it appears to be at least genuine to you.
12: I would say about 80% of the cases in there seem very genuine. You know, there are a few in there that are definitely suspect but we really you know we don't see how it's been done you know somebody might have put a lot of work into it if that's the case you know there are some suspect videos and uh you know we let the people decide i would say you know there are some suspect videos on third phase of the moon but by far we are the top ufo channel on youtube we get a lot of you know videos sent to us and we're just putting them up there as fast as we get them so how much
1: time are you taking? Are they just coming in every single day? You get several? With 600 videos in, what, a couple of years, it surely is yeah. something that you had to really get up there pretty quickly. Let me just tell our it's listeners, we have to do a break now. We have Blake Cousins. His site is thirdphaseofmoon.net. He's here late because mostly it was a time zone confusion, so we've gotten things straightened out now. So certainly you've heard our advanced comments. and. Now we'll even get into a few listener questions of him. Joining us on our panel is Gogs McKay. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast,
7: The GCN Radio Network. Providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN.
1: Great talk radio starts here.
8: Virtually anyone could be tracking you right now through your cell phone. The fact is, anyone can track your calls, your text, emails, your every movement, but only if they can detect a signal. That's the new warning from the American Civil Liberties Union. It's just released the results of an investigation that found law enforcement agencies across the country track personal cell phones on a regular basis
21: as a form of surveillance.
8: That's why you need Block It Pocket. Blockit Pocket is a standard or custom design cloth pocket infused with pure silver that creates a complete Faraday enclosure for any mobile device. With Blockit Pocket, all incoming and outgoing signals are blocked, including harmful radiation, and your device cannot be hacked or tracked by anyone. Handmade in the USA, Blockit Pocket costs less than $30 and ships free to the lower 48. Call 888-315-9618 or click Blockit Pocket, spelled B-L-O-C-K-I-T. P-O-C-K-E-T dot Block It Pocket, enhancing health and privacy.
15: We've lived in this neighborhood for years. We have an alarm system, and all of our doors have deadbolts. They kicked in our door and were in and out of our house in about five minutes. The police arrived in about 20 minutes, but they were long gone with our TV jewelry and my guns. I kept thinking, what if my family had been home? the police officer said that more than 85% of break-ins are through a door and that deadbolts alone don't stop intruders. The officer told me to go to easyarmor.net if we wanted something that would actually stop an intruder. Easy Armor reinforces all of the weak points on your doors and is guaranteed to prevent kick-ins. I was surprised at how little Easy Armor costs and I installed Easy Armor in about 30 minutes. Visit
3: easyarmor.net. That's the letters easy dot or call 888-58 armor. That's 888-582-7667.
15: Easyarmor.net. Ultimate door security made easy.
16: Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast.
1: With Gene, with Chris, with Gogs on the PowerCast, we have Blake Cousins joining us in the final portion of this week's episode of the PowerCast. Chris, you had a question.
3: Blake, I want to uh, uh, talk about your background a little bit here. Um, Are you an avid uh, UFO kind of seeker? Um, What books have you read? Do you have any favorite authors out there that you're familiar with their work? Do you have a library of UFO books? I mean, how much actual education whether self-taught or otherwise, uh, do you have in the subject?
12: Well, sure. You know, when I was, uh, you know, I think 13 or 14, the first book I read was the Gulf Breeze sighting by Ed Walters and Francis Walters about their, uh, you know, the Gulf Breeze mass sightings going over there. You know, we I always had a fascination with UFOs. Any book that had UFOs here in the state of Hawaii, which was a limited, you know, selection, I'd get my hands on them.
1: You're saying that a lot of these books are not available in Hawaii. It seems <laughs> to me that just about any book available on the continent here would be available in Hawaii. You certainly have oh, major yeah. booksellers there.
12: You know, some of the uh, little schools that I, we went to growing up, their library was very limited. And, okay, so it's uh, not know, it's a question of those.
1: going to a bookstore.
12: Yeah, the bookstores Bookstores where we live is about 50 miles away. So at that, you know, at that age, we're not able to walk to any bookstores in our small town. You know, it's a pretty, uh, you know, quaint town. We live in, in Honoka'a. The closest bookstore would be borders, but they're out of business now, which is approximately 60 to 70 miles away from here. So, you know, we basically UFOs, uh, you know, sightings, Henry Winkler's TV show was very fascinating. The Greatest American Hero with William Catt was real fascinated about the aliens leaving him his suit and he lost the directions on how to use the suit. So, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, just self-taught interest in the ufology world. You know, we didn't go to any universities learning about ufology, but we've interviewed some of the top ufologists like Stanton T. Friedman and Dr. Roger Lear and, you know, we're going to be talking to Stephen Bassett a little bit later today. So, so we're getting a handle of what's really going on around the world. We have about 13 videos submitted to us daily. And, you know, like I said, said, we have 600 videos. It's almost one every day for the past two years. Sometimes we post three sightings in a day. I have a sighting coming in from L.A. that we just received of, a you know, incredible light display interaction with the camera zigzagging, you name it. And another amazing video we retained yesterday is on location at Area 51, where this cameraman by the name of Andrew is being chased by, you know, the white pickup truck. And it's probably the closest video, clearest video of what the workers at Area 51 look like and what kind of vehicles they really have. It's amazing footage we'll be posting a little later on third phase.
3: Blake, I have a couple questions for you now. Out of all these videos, uh, the six hundred plus, have you ever submitted any to a a real recognized um, analyst in the field of ufology? And can you even name an analyst in ufology?
12: I think third phase of moon is the analyst. We we take a look at the video. You know, some of these objects in the sky are. You know, there's, there's a little distance between them and the shooter, so we blow this these videos uh we put a lot of brightness contrast into it to reveal the object we know we slow it down we you know we put it through
3: uh tweaks yeah but you're not an optical physicist you don't have training in the actual science of how these objects can be analyzed uh in terms of of visual evidence whether it be a photograph or or a video correct You, you don't have any training in this
12: well, we did the University of the Nations. We're uh, avid certified editors, so, so there's okay. Some kind so,
3: of, so I you think. you have worked on an avid?
12: Yeah, uh, avid certified, and um, you know we've uh, won the Guggenheim Museum award for uh, top 120 artists on YouTube. George Lucas actually awarded us for a film that we did called uh, "Chronicles of Young Skywalker." So we're apt at knowing on how to look for special effects and analyze special effects, if there is any. And, um, you know, so we are quite apt in knowing exactly on how to analyze a video. I don't know of any other operation out there on the planet that takes videos like we do on a consistent basis.
3: Volume doesn't mean quality. I mean, uh, have you ever submitted anything to, let's say, Bruce McAbee or Jeff Sanyo or some of the accredited uh, analysts out there who are very good at what they do and been doing it for decades
12: well look at look at we just posted a video called the uh, mass ufo sightings from around the world i believe it's our latest video or second to our latest it's about an hour long with over 13 to 15 skype interviews with their videos submitted you know people can take a look at the video analyze it themselves it's up to the people to do their own investigations, have their own opinions.
1: Yes, but you're saying, people. you're saying, though, that you're subjecting this to your own analysis, okay? That you're analyzing this stuff, you're looking at it to see whether it passes muster, you're certified on AVID, you're a video professional, and therefore you have to take a little responsibility to what you do and for your work. Is that fair?
3: Certainly. Okay. Chris? couple of videos on here that i can't believe you posted uh this one with the t-rex jumping out of the water in south africa to me is (laughs) i mean it's humorous uh it would be great on some sort of america's funniest home uh hoaxed videos but or south africa's (laughs) most funny hoax videos but you know how do you justify uh releasing something that's so obviously a hoax that uh is it just to bump up your your hit counter there, or you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out what the motivation is here. Uh, how are you guys paying your bills if you're spending so much time uh, with Third Phase of the Moon and and getting these videos uh, posted and and doing this and analytical work that you're talking about creating documentaries. Uh, you know, what's in it for you besides uh, besides the notoriety? Well, let's start with the you know the sea monster out of South Africa. No, well, There's all
12: kinds of comments. If you look at that video, how many comments are on that video? A thousand or so. Forget the has
1: comments. It. Is that what you wanted? Did you okay, post this for the comments?
12: No. The point was, is everybody has an opinion of what it really is. If you, Gene or Chris, could replicate what you see there, which I can't, I'm, I don't know what it is. I would like to see somebody recreate it if they can. Do you know what it is, James? Chris, do you know how it was done?
3: I don't. If you could tell me, I'd love to hear it. It, it doesn't want. appear to splash when it goes back into the water. So that, that, you that's know, what We're people talking say. about there mass was... entering. entering uh, we you know. zoomed
12: it up. We zoom in on it. There's a splash as it exits and enters. There's a action within that it looks like there's a force within, like there's muscles within it. And at, for a split second, it looks like there's something caught in his mouth. Like he's actually capturing or attacking a fish. I don't know. It's suspicious. It's interesting. It's going to go up on third phase. You know, what is this? This video is about two years old. If we you, have been around for, you know, three or four years on third phase, 600
3: videos, you're not going to hit them right on the button every single time. Well, well could you give us uh, an approximate, uh, let's put it this way, if you had to let's say put an approximate number on the amount of videos that you feel are real and legitimate versus the ones that are even questionable, you know, what, what would the ratio be?
12: Well, like I said earlier, I think the percentage would be about 80% authentic, 10% questionable,
3: 5% sensationalistic, possible hoax. Okay, I uh, you know I I, I would actually flip flop that uh, the, the opposite. I think about eighty percent of them are, are questionable, and 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 there are don't get me wrong, like there there are uh, a number, and I haven't gone through all six hundred obviously, but uh, out of the videos I have gone through, there are one or two in there that that I think are really, really worthy of of further analysis by professional uh, analysts. But don't you think that there's uh kind of a a problem here of muddying up the waters. I I watched your video with Dr. Linda Hostelik, um, who I believe is a doctor of osteopathy, and uh, she had a very interesting quote in there, which I think applies to your website, and I want to get your comment on this. She says, a red herring is like when a whole bunch of things are thrown out there. Maybe there's 20 things thrown out there, but only one is real, The other ones are designed to either be fake, so you don't know that the real one is real, or are designed to confuse, manipulate, and control. I think that that, at least in my mind, really illustrates the problem right now in ufology, where we have so many people that are experimenting with CGI, people that that are experimenting with reflections on glass, people that are experimenting with kites and suspending objects in a way that uh, doesn't reveal the manner of suspension. You know, I'm looking at a number of these videos, and I can very readily explain how how many of them, if not most, are done. I'll tell it, you what, we'll explain more to our listeners in a moment. Blake
1: Cousins joins Gene, Chris, and Goggs. You're in The Paracast, America's
7: number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network.
18: Since disaster can strike at any time, you always need to be prepared. And not just with an insurance policy. Superstorm Sandy left thousands of people starving and stranded for weeks. You need to be prepared with an emergency supply of food. Now through April 30th, save up to 25% on freeze-dried food. During the Freeze-Dry Guy Mix and match number 10 can sale. Freeze-dried food packed in heavy-duty, doubly enamelled number 10 cans. With over 99% of the oxygen removed, it has the longest shelf life of any food Available. Over 25 years. Choose from entrees, meats, vegetables, fruits, and desserts. All made in the USA. Just add hot water, wait 10 minutes, and serve. And it taste absolutely delicious. Free shipping to 48 states. Now through April 30th, save up to 25%. Visit freezedryguy.com. Freezedryguy.com Or call 866-404-3663. 866-404-3663. Act today. Don't miss out.
0: Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now,
1: here's Jane Steinberg. On the Paracast, we have Blake Cousins joining us with Gene and Chris and Goggs. Chris, you want to flesh out further that question concerning what you perceive to be the large number of potentially fake photos on that site?
3: Basically, you know, Blake, what I'm trying to say is when you use this sort of throw everything against the wall and, and allow the viewer to decide what sticks, people are confused. They don't know. They don't have a background in Avid. They haven't read over a thousand books like myself or Gene. Uh, they haven't uh you know, work for decades uh, trying to separate signal from noise, they're just eager. They want to learn. They want to know. But when a site like yours comes along and so much is thrown out there that is not, in my mind, uh, legitimate, don't you think uh, you're creating uh, a problem in the field? Don't you think you're muddying the waters up? You know, I, I absolutely you're, not. You're, you're, absolutely you're saying, not, oh, I want the people to decide. Well, if they don't have The background to make those decisions, all you're doing is, in my mind, is creating a cult of personality and jacking up hits on a website and being uh, overly sensational. I mean, I'm just being honest with
12: you. Everybody has a right to opinion, and that's one thing we do on YouTube. We don't delete comments. People have the right to have their own opinion. That's what's great about America. That's what's great about Third Phase of Moon. We invite people to like a radio show like you have. We have our own radio show, Third Phase of Moon. We take people's calls, people share their stories about abductions, very sensitive stories. We've taken people's videos that otherwise would have just been dead on YouTube and gone nowhere and give it the exposure that it deserves.
1: Blake, if 90% of the photos on there, and I'm being charitable, I look at these things myself. I'm not a video editor like Chris. Chris is someone who's done professional video editing and producing, so he knows whereof he speaks. But I know as someone who has been around the business for many, many years... 90% 90% of your photos are such obvious fakes. It doesn't matter how they were done. They're so cheesy that nobody should take serious attention. And here's the problem in the UFO field, and you need to understand this from people who have been around a lot longer than you have, and probably longer than you've been around, period. And that is when you stuff the UFO field with this nonsense, when you stuff it with a lot of junk, a lot of stuff that's an obvious fake, we don't learn what's going on. We just pollute the waters. Gordon, you want to add something before we get an answer?
2: Yeah, addressing Blake here, uh, welcome to the podcast break. Chris has just covered the point about, um, you know, we think that there's too many fakes either being allowed or slipping through the cracks into third phase of Moon. Considering that you already have an undeniably large platform to potentially do good UFO work, would you be prepared to make any changes in an effort to discriminate more against possible fakes? Possibly getting the, the, the maybe good ones analyzed properly by professional video analysts, not video makers, video analysts, people who can really go down to the pixels and, you know, as, as Chris said, you know, guys like Bruce Maccabee, optical physicist for the US Navy. He's been Certainly. in the game a long time. Yeah.
12: Yes. There's a, There's a fellow by the name of Freddie W. He's a special effects phenom on YouTube. We've reached out to him to analyze the videos, see if he could emulate being a special effect artist that he is, if he could emulate what he's seen here, if he could take a look at it and see if he could recreate it. I just sent you guys a link. It's a feature. Let me
1: stop right now because you did send us a link about a feature, about an hour. And I look at this UFO flashing light in the sky in the first, what, 10, 20 seconds. That could be anything. There's nothing there, whatever, to show anyone with an ounce of discernment that this is something that's unexplained. It's just a silly light in the sky. Are you kidding me, Gene? Audrey? I look at the beginning. The first. It. I look at the first video before you actually see a talking head. And I see nothing there that impresses me one iota or would impress anybody. I mean it's just well, a bunch it's a it's a shaky camera showing a flash of light in the sky and it could be anything. It could be anything. And if this is what not, you're selling not, not like, as a possible genuine UFO, I'm sorry it doesn't make it. I'll just yeah, Gene, read one of the I comments. 15 seconds in and I tuned out. Do you understand why?
12: Oh, well Look at look at the comments and the thumbs up on it. People appreciate what they're watching. There's over fifteen Skype interviews. Well well wait a minute. Are you an videos. entertainer
3: or are you part of the solution here? Are you uh, PT Warner? Well, I don't know. Are you, you are you someone that's trying to get me, get some answers? You tell me, Chris, you tell me, Gene, what I, I am. I don't know. I see see that you're making claims. I'm asking you, I'm not making claims. People submit the video. Are you P.T. Barnum? Are you just in it for sensationalism and entertaining people and jacking up hits? Or are you really seriously interested in finding out what we're dealing with? It's a very real phenomenon, and you're making it tougher for us to differentiate between reality and fiction. Signal and noise. Well, the motto of the Paracast well, is: we separate signal from noise. What is your motto? Our motto is: let the people decide. Like we say it over and over again. And the people you know, Jane, that aren't educated enough to to, to make a, 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 a an informed decision. To have an informed opinion. All you're doing is asking people to decide whether it's entertaining or not. And to me, that is muddying up the waters. I think Gordon came up with a really interesting comment. And that is, would you be willing to, let's say, rate videos on a scale of one to five? One being obvious hoax, five being unbelievable and worthy of of professional, ufological, optical analysis. Would you be willing to do that to help people make a determination based on some sort of accredited rating system. Would you be willing to even go through a training course to learn how to properly identify propulsion diagnostics? Whether an object has a plasma cloud around it, whether it's actually uh, some sort of high strange event as opposed to just the visual, you know, gotcha kind of quality, the sensationalistic, wow, that looks cool. Because basically what you're doing is you're pandering to the great unwashed masses and and you're, you're saying, well, I'm here to let them decide. How about if we get you trained so that you can help educate your amazing amount of people that are interested in your work?
12: All right, well, you know, Jane, Chris, I don't know what kind of professional background you have. Have you been aboard a spaceship?
1: Oh, come on. That's just a silly question. That is a very dumb answer. I think well, you, owe us, no, you owe us more than that, Blake. You're coming on you're the asking. show. We're happy to have oh. you. Please don't interrupt. Please don't interrupt. You know, we don't need the silly Childish cracks and asides. We asked you a legitimate question about legitimately rating these videos, legitimately submitting them for analysis, or you being trained, becoming knowledgeable in how you actually analyze fake videos. Because if you believe that 90% of these things are mysterious, then you and I are living on different planets. Well, we got a problem,
12: Eugene, I- if that's the case. You know, let me. I don't get. You guys talk a lot over people, unfortunately, but let me just say this. You shut down this video I sent you within the first five seconds. It's absolutely ridiculous. You don't give it a chance, and that's a problem. The
1: problem is it is so obviously a fake, it's not Ah. worth further examination. And this is the problem with a lot of the stuff you put on there. You say, let the viewer decide. Well, the viewers, the people out there, the average person who may want something to entertain them or maybe they do want to learn about ufos and to see if you these like things are really they out. are not that's trained that. video analysts
12: okay and you are you're an expert what have you what uh, what you know i would have no problem to let this video that i just sent you look over all the videos i'm not saying 100 percent and they're 100 percent authentic there's one that's uh suspicious it's alex player from where is he australia new zealand he has a video of an alien being in his infrared shot. Hey, it's an interesting video. We put it up there.
1: Okay, but you see you're contradicting yourself back and forth. You say, number one, that you take the time to look at these things and that 90% of them appear to be genuine based on your experience and your background as video editors. But we got to do this break, and then we'll get on to more discussion. We have Blake Cousins, and we're looking over... The videos he claims, of which 90% are genuine, we're trying to figure this out. We have Gogs and Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast.
13: Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and affording phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know.
8: life over spend more quality time with your family take more vacations own your own business be healthy and earn the kind of income you've always dreamed of is it possible yes with longevity first you've got to see the video that is turning the medical industry upside down Go to HealthyBody13.com. That's HealthyBody13.com. Watch this video, then pre-register for the Spring Longevity Convention, May 2nd through 4th in Las Vegas, Nevada. And guess who will be there?
4: Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. And I prescribe the Healthy Body Challenge, and I'll be there. Hi, I'm Steve Schultz, Vice President of Training here
20: at Longevity. I'm taking the Healthy Body Challenge, and I'll be
14: there. Hi, this is Ted Anderson, President of the Genesis Communications Network. I'm taking the Healthy Body Challenge, and I'm going to be there. Take the
20: Healthy
8: Body Challenge and don't miss the Longevity Convention in Las Vegas, Nevada, May 2nd through 4th. For more information, go to HealthyBody13.com or call 1 800 360 8695. That's 800 360 8695.
21: Are you still a traditional smoker?
0: If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast
1: community forums at forum.theparacast.com. On the Paracast, we're questioning Blake Cousins, and we're still trying to understand what is happening and why he's allowing so much obvious stuff that's fake to get on there. And it doesn't take a professional video editor to see this, Blake Cousins. It really doesn't. Now, yes, I agree with you. We, when we have time, we'll look at more of your documentary. But the first thing you show, you want to interest people. You want to create a first impression. You produce a documentary. You take some of your best pieces of evidence and hit them between the eyes with it. That has a proper entertainment factor. Instead, we look at this video, and it's terrible. So where do we yeah. go
12: from there? Is that
1: mean that everything is downhill from there?
12: Everybody's got an opinion. If you look at the thumbs up... Or Sir, thumb- this is the problem.
1: You're entitled this to your opinions, but not your facts. If you submit these real- things... Don't talk over me. When you submit these things to professional analysis, let the professionals look at this stuff and determine well, what they're made of. It's opinion? not a question of opinions. What professionals have looked at this?
12: Oops. You don't think there's professionals watching Third Phase of Moon when we're interviewing the top ufologists around the world? I've never even heard of you guys, for one, in this gamut, in this small circle of the top ufologists. Why are these people coming forward wanting to, you know, tell their stories on Third Phase of Moon? Why is Stanton Freeman coming on? Why is Dr. Roger Lear coming on? Why is Dr. Jacobs
3: coming on? Why is, you know, Stephen Bassett you 're talking about people, uh, Blake, that are pandering to uh, the mass audience that you 've uh, very quickly uh, managed to attain, and uh, they 're in it to uh, to sell books, uh, promote agendas and uh, and if you haven 't heard of my work or gene 's work that 's okay you know i 've been in this field twenty years i 've done some really good quality work i don 't go out self promote myself, call the media, do all the things that uh, people like Stan Friedman, Richard Dolan. I mean, they're in this as a business, and uh, Stephen Bassett has these hearings coming up. I'm going to be on the switcher at the National Press Club in a week and a half, uh, actually working behind the scenes, uh, helping produce the citizen's hearing on disclosure. I don't think disclosure has a chance in hell of succeeding. I'm being hired to do what I do. I'm a video professional. I'm also – I've written six books. Um, If you've ever heard of the cattle mutilation phenomenon and you don't know my name, then you really uh, are a bit wet behind the ears. But my my point is this. Would you be willing to become part of the solution and start rating your videos and then the top rated videos, submit them for analysis by certified scientific professionals? Would you be willing to do that?
12: Well, I don't. The rating system. What you're saying sounds actually quite interesting. Maybe from here on out, we'll put a rating system of what we think the likelihood of this being authentic, genuine, or you know, having some uh, you know some questions behind it. We could put a rating system on our videos on a scale of one through uh, five, like you said. But uh, still, you guys really you're smashing Third Phase of Moon without even going through some of the videos. Manuel Sanchez from Mexico City is capturing amazing videos that he sent us. You know, triangles,
3: flying saucers in the skies. I, Blake, I don't know Blake, what more you'd want. Blake, I said at the very beginning uh, when you got on that I, I was actually impressed with a number of videos that I've seen. I have not seen all 600. I have seen enough what I consider to be – and I do have a little bit of training in this this area of, of, of an- analysis. I have seen – a couple, three that I feel are worthy of uh, further analysis, but the vast majority of them. I've got to be honest with you. Your Hawaii documentary, uh, just to give you an example, the object that's filmed from the top of the cliff that's out over the ocean. I mean, I can point out a number of things. Uh, You use that shot, I don't know how many times in your video. That to me is an obvious CGI effect. It's very simple to do. It doesn't take much time. The object does not indicate uh visually that it is a real physical object out over the ocean the reflection's wrong uh the way the way the object uh is not becoming um diffused through the atmosphere we're talking about over the ocean there's a lot of moisture that object should have been uh had a, a lot more of uh the light should be uh, manipulated by the moisture a lot more as it travels to the camera. I mean, there's, there's some real basic things that are wrong with some shots that you use over and over and over again as, as if uh, there's no question that they're real. You know, I, I've really got to say this. We brought you on, Blake, not to slam you, not to slam your sight. We actually admire what you've done. You have done a great job of getting real, serious, heavy-duty interest in this subject. What we would like to do is help you become part of the solution Instead of muddying up the waters and just throwing stuff out there and letting uninformed opinions popularity contest of what's cool and what's good and what's real and what's not. To me, that's bogus. What we need to do, Blake, is take a wonderful idea that you've had that's that's successful and maximize our potential and become part of the solution. And that's why you're on this show.
12: Well, that's cool, Gene and CRISPR. You know, I just sent you another link of a you know, Skype interview we did with Manuel Sanchez from Mexico. And we've done over 100 of these Skype interviews, I imagine, over the past couple of years. You know, I'm not saying these guys are... Uh, I really highly doubt these guys are faking anything. You know,
1: the one that you, know, you know, just sent me, that could just be either CGI or a model in the sky. Oh, wow. And I can't tell because we're looking at a low-resolution picture,
12: you know? Well, you keep keep watching the video, there's no manipulation. going on. How are, do you know that? Because I have, a, I think, a pretty good eye on what to look for. Well, we and so
1: far guys... have seen, based on what Chris told you about another video that you're touting, that you don't have an idea of how to separate well, the wheat from the chaff. You don't. You really don't. And maybe you can make well, videos, but it doesn't mean that you have the knowledge and experience in separating the real from the fake. It doesn't at all.
12: So you're, you're claiming this Manuel Sanchez video is a fake and it's computer. CGI. I'm saying
1: it's at this point, I can't tell from this. I'm saying it has suspicious aspects to it. We would have to look at it further. But right now, well, it's a very to... blurry image, please. It's a very blurry image, and I don't see here enough detail to really analyze what's going on. And Chris could take a look at it and see, but it doesn't just hit me in the face as being something, gosh, golly, gee whiz, this is super impressive. This is something that could have been fake. We'll have to look at it further. Is there a higher resolution version of this available?
12: Um, I, you know, I'm not exactly sure. Maybe put it up to HD. We post all our videos. Okay, HD you're not answering possible. my question.
1: You told us before that sometimes you enlarge them, you manipulate them a little bit before you post them. Is this the original, or is this something you've dealt with?
12: This is the original
3: i have not uh, manipulated. It's the original through YouTube. I didn't get this. uh, You didn't send these to me, by the way, uh, at my email address. But uh, you know what we're doing is we're talking about YouTube compression, which, as you know, as a video professional, it's almost impossible to really determine anything definitively after the image has been squashed to the extent that YouTube does. But if you have the original footage or a accurate you know, clone of the original footage, it can be analyzed before it's thrown through YouTube compression. You know that.
12: Of course. Yeah. YouTube does the compression and there's a quality loss. No doubt about it. Let me say this, you know, third phase of the moon, every single video up there has been authorized by the people who've shot it. We're not going around.
1: All right. Stop. Stop. Okay. That's a ridiculous answer. Authorized. All it means is they agree to let you post it. We have Blake Cousins joining Gene, Chris, and Gogs. You're in The Paracast.
7: Are you tired of searching for Great Talk Radio? Something more important. Search no more.
1: We are the GCN Radio Network.
5: Or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com.
11: Why should you be in Arizona this month? One reason. PrepperFest AZ. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday April 26th through 28th. Get free training and hands-on experience from leading preparedness experts. Everything you need to be prepared. Plus, longevity information and guest speaker Dr. Joel Wallach speaks on Sunday. Don't miss PrepperFest AZ. April 26th through 28th
16: in Scottsdale, Arizona.
11: For schedule and flyer worth $2 off, go to PrepperFestAZ.com That's PrepperFestAZ.com We
14: are the people
10: suffer from low-functioning adrenal or thyroid gland? Did you know that mercury from your dental fillings comes off your teeth both as a vapor and as metal particles into your body? Wherever mercury deposits in your body, it stops cells from functioning normally. Animal studies show that mercury causes kidney function to drop by 60%. Mercury deposited into your adrenals or thyroid will cause a corresponding drop in function. The number one method by which your body detoxifies itself of mercury is glutathione. The number one superfood that helps turn on all 75 trillion cells of your body to produce glutathione is non-denatured whey protein from grass-fed cows. After investigating most high-end whey proteins on the market, only one is the most non-denatured, the most active, the most complete, and in our opinion, the most powerful in what nature originally put into the fresh raw whey. It is One World Whey. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com.
2: Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening
1: to the Paracast. You know, I'm sorry if I'm hitting on you hard here, but I think you're really no problem, avoiding the questions. Blake, we have Blake Cousins with Jean Chris, and Goggs And the question I'm asking here is, you're just raising up these little red herrings. And let me just tell you this. You say all these pictures are authorized by the people who took them. That doesn't mean anything because all it means is they gave you permission. It doesn't say what they are. And it's really difficult, as I pointed out to you and Chris pointed out, to take something highly compressed. If you really want to put the pedal to the metal here, may I suggest that what you do is send some of the originals that you feel are the best to Chris to look at, the originals, not the YouTube versions, the stuff that is minimally compressed, whatever mechanism was used to take them, and let's see what happens. If anything really passes muster, I can assure you, Chris will pass it on to experienced photographic professionals, special effects people, and all that. Goggs, you had a question before he continues
2: yes, uh Blake I was uh checking out your i think it was your documentary um and you had an interview with uh, Stan Romanek on I don't know how much you know about this guy, but for most of the people I talk to in the field, we have major problems with um, his ability to tell the truth, like his infamous boo video with the alien coming up at the window. And I'm not sure if you're aware, but he, uh, Stan claimed that that video would have cost £50,000 to fake. Um Another group uh, has shown that that is, you know, far from the case. And also he was touting documents purportedly coming from elsewhere. He doesn't, I don't think he actually reveals sources. And Stan's got a habit of of spelling the word follow as fallow. And this same misspelling was... Um, appearing in these documents which were supposedly to back up his claims. Basically what I'm saying is I have major problems with Stan Romanek's story and possibly like other people in the field, he may have had one or two real experiences sightings, even made a video but to most of us, it seems like he's just um, gone off on one, and he's trying to make a living out of it. I didn't. Maybe you didn't know. Maybe he was new to you. But I got the impression that you were either didn't care, or you had completely unaware of the reality of Stan Romanek. Um, I just wanted to ask you what your opinion was of him, and whether you knew any of these kind of little factoids about his case. In uh, inverted commas.
12: Well, yeah, Stan a uh, famous abductee. We've had him on the show a few times. You know, the guy's very, uh, you know, controversial in his uh, statements and claims. But I'm not the guy to be the judge. You know, the guy has something to say. It's interesting. We're we're gonna put it out. You know, um, you know, if the guy's to be a proven hoaxer, then maybe, you know, we're not gonna be. Following this so, fella so, anymore,
2: but so so who is the judge?
12: What, do I got to keep repeating myself?
2: You can say you can say the people and stuff like that, but I mean, what is your opinion?
12: My my personal opinion of Stan Romanik?
2: Yeah, you
12: know, well, he uh, he's an interesting fella. Um, I've spoken to him on the phone a few times after the interviews. He has an agenda of uh, you know getting the word out. He claims he's not in it for the money. He wants to get the word out. He wants to have a, or the right message. And those are his uh, you know, exact words. So I'm not going to uh, be here and judge Stan Romanek on what he uh, claims. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm going to take his word. I, well, My opinion is not what everything is all about here at Third Phase of Moon. That's one thing we want to really stay away from. I'm not the guy that says, believe i believe it now you go out and you believe what i believe i'm not the preacher here i'm the guy that's the messenger
1: if we don't vet blake this stuff we don't vet this material we don't vet these so-called researchers or experiencers then how does the public get really good useful information about the subject how do we find a solution how do we do that
12: you know Basically, third phase of the moon wouldn't even exist if we went by your template. You can't, you know, vet your, every single video I've showed you so far, you're, you're claiming you don't know what it is, which is exactly what it's supposed to be, an unidentified flying object. No, what I
1: said, then, no, don't misquote me. I said, and Chris pointed out areas where the stuff looks like an obvious fake, a couple of areas. I pointed out here is that all oh, you have a few lights in the sky that can be just about anything and they don't show anything distinctive enough to come to a definitive conclusion that's something unusual, some kind of strange phenomenon. So far, I'm not impressed by anything you've presented here at all,
14: not
12: an IOTA. I just sent you another link, uh, breaking news, mass UFO sightings over Los Angeles, captured by Mitchell Lubin. It was an incredible capture over the night skies of Los Angeles. It appears that LAPD, in their helicopter's, went to observe these strange lights. If you're looking at this video, the helicopter actually surrounds the light. It merges with it and then takes off. Could somebody
3: send me these examples that you're talking about? I'm not getting them. I guess you're sending them just to Gene. He didn't hit reply all. I'd love to take a look at these. And and pardon me for interrupting here, but here's another uh, observation that I have. I'm assuming that there is no documentation or evidence chain Uh, that's attached to any of these submitted videos, would you be willing to um, require from people uh, that are getting this uh, footage or photographs to submit um, just rudimentary uh, information for an evidence chain, time, date, location, duration, just, just a basic format so that you can actually start creating a database? Because, Blake, correct me if I'm wrong, But if I picked out video number 572, you wouldn't be able to tell me uh, just certain basic things about that particular video because people are just submitting these things, right? You're not saying, well, where did this happen? Writing it down. Uh, What was the duration? Who were the other witnesses? What was the actual time of the event? Do you have all this information written down and documented?
12: Well, I do on our end. In, in some cases, some people do not want to have come forward with their real names, with, with the exact location for, uh, you know, fear of ridicule and this kind of... Uh,
3: well, if, if you required that they give you this information, but um, promise them anonymity and that you wouldn't publicize this information, uh, do you think that that would uh, dissuade uh, certain people, or do you think that that would be something that would make make your uh, third phase of moon a little bit more, uh, give it more gravitas and more legitimacy?
12: Well, you know, there's a there's fellow a by the name of Joe Kiernan, South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. Many sightings have been going on over there for the past year. He was not a believer in UFOs until, uh, you know, things started happening. He made contact to third phase of moon. I call him like the UFO paparazzi over there. And he's been capturing... Incredible videos of, uh, you know, lights in the skies doing incredible things. You know, what are we supposed to do over here at Third Phase? Not take people's submissions if, you know, they don't want to give us the exact location, if they don't want to give us their real names. We're looking at the videos, and we're putting it out there. People complain if we don't put enough out there that we're not keeping it up to date. We, uh, If you look at the past couple of years— Of videos that we've been putting up there. These are videos that have been, you know, analyzed by the people on YouTube, analyzed by us. We're taking a close look at them. You know, some could be sensationalistic. Some could be, you know, clever hoaxes. But like I said, do you have any videos that you've received that we would love to, you know, put it on third phase, give credit to where credit's due?
1: You know what? I I don't know if we do that until you start to vet your videos, until you actually physically start to vet your videos and not publish the obvious fakes. You're posting a lot of stuff there that's really questionable. The stuff has very little authentication. You accept anonymous uploads, which means somebody can just send you anything, and you take it. And most of the stuff that's a bit well it looks like you are. Sure looks like you are. Sure looks like a lot of the stuff that you're putting on there seems to have very little authority to it. We're talking to Blake Cousins. You're on with Gene and Chris and Goggs, and Gogs has a question which will come up in our next segment. You're in the The Paracast.
20: ceramic body armor is rated to stop six hits but what about the seventh unlike ceramic or kevlar infidel body armor is proven to take hit after hit and it just won't quit reasonably priced and designed for the smart civilian prepper infidel stops hundreds of hits from small arms to high powered rifles that means safety and peace of mind buy yours at infidelbodyarmor.com spelled i-n-f-i-d-e-l body armor.com. infidel body armor
14: 2237.
4: Gardeners, here comes another growing season, but don't use last year's soil. Maximize yields in your survival garden with EM1 from Terragonics. EM1 is an organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant that provides a broad spectrum of beneficial microorganisms, enzymes, trace minerals, vitamins, and various organic acids. EM1 helps regulate the soil's pH level and its soil microbes, improving moisture retention and drought tolerance. Remember last year's dry conditions? EM1 from Terragonics is safe, chemical-free, and certified for use on all organic farms. It improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, and gives up to 20% more nutrient value in fruits and vegetables and greatly increases shelf life. And EM1 is so simple to use, just mix with water and apply. This year, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from TerraGanics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll free That's 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terragenics, Life's getting better.
5: This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books.
14: You're listening to the Paracast.
1: On the Paracast with Gene, Chris, and Gogs, we have Blake Cousins answering our questions. Gogs, you had something to say.
2: Yeah, uh, Blake... Um, I know it might feel like, you know, in the last hour we've been tearing a new one, but it's it's actually because we really, really care about this topic. And if I could sort of leave you with any thought from me personally, it's, it's about moving away from this, like, you know, let the people decide, because, you know, me, the average person, I've got no, you know, image analysis, you know, expertise and stuff. That that might be okay, just like for a YouTube channel, but, but my feeling is, is that you, you have this, you know, really great groundwork platform that something really good could be done for ufology. And I would, you know, implore you to reach out to some well-known investigators to try and get more information so people can go and check out these videos, check out the sightings, get in touch with some known analysts... And bring third phase of the moon into a place where all it 's trying to do is is help ufology instead of just allowing the people to make a judgment, because we know you know the average person is going to have even less a clue than we do. We think we think well, to me i 've got a little clue, Jean and Chris will have more, but I think you 've got something good, but you just need to be a bit more discriminating and work a bit more, and we would be right behind you if you go in that direction, you know, we don't want to be here, you know, hassling people and telling them what we're doing wrong. We'd rather steer you in a direction. So you're doing something great because we care about ufology and we care about getting the real evidence out there to people. And That's pretty much my opinion of yourself in third phase. I mean, I've got nothing against you, but I think you could do so much more with, with the basis you have. You know, I
12: appreciate, you know, that statement. We have over, we're, what, approaching 70,000 subscribers. I imagine out of all of that, all those people that are watching Third Phase of the Moon, there's a few experts in there. Would you agree? I don't know who's
1: there, and you don't know who's there because you're not taking the effort to find out. But if there are experts there, you need to reach out to them to see if they can help you out.
12: I think Third Phase of the Moon will be the place to be in the future for the groundbreaking smoking gun evidence that the world has never seen. I truly envision that third phase of the moon will be the outlet to change the world, whether it be anti-gravity machines, you know, real flying saucers, people are building with new technologies that we've been uh, getting contacts from nuclear physicists, from engineers from around the world, building possible ufos themselves yeah and that's and, and
3: i agree blake i agree but for every obvious fake that you put up there you lose more and more credibility yeah sure there's a few people i'm sure uh in the field that you should probably get to know a lot better if if you don't know them already which probably you don't but for every hoax video that goes up there you get less and less attention from the people that really matter and can help you take this idea to the next level This is really important. As I asked before, are you P.T. Barnum or are you part of the solution? And you have to make that decision for yourself. If you would like, I can put you in contact with some people that will blow your mind very quickly, in some sense of the word, bring you up to speed on how to very, very effectively differentiate between obvious hoaxes and stuff that that deserves further attention. And I, I am willing to work with you on this. I'm willing to put you in touch with people that you need to meet. And need to be, uh, sit at the knee of and become educated. And Blake, don't get us wrong. You really have done a a superlative job of creating an incredible, interested audience. Now, let's do the right thing with these folks. And instead of titillating them and you know, using the uh, there's a sucker born every minute approach and let let the people decide. Why not get a little serious about this and really do the right thing? I, I you know, I'm I'm extending uh, my offer of help, uh, an invitation to turn you on to some of the people that will really put you way ahead of where you're at right now in terms of, of your analytical abilities and really help separate that signal from the noise. Uh,
12: you know, we're talking about it just last night, that third phase of moon. Has become its own phenomenon, its own entity, and it is a machine that's basically on on its on its own. With all the information coming in, we are, you know, just a small little team here, and you know, three people working it from, uh, you know, from Hawaii and a couple of correspondents
3: from all around. So the you world could world. use some help. You 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 could use some help, and I'm offering that. Yeah, of course, yeah, we could
12: use help, no doubt about it. The more, uh, you know, there's just so much uh, information, it's hard to control, get it out to the people. We have leads that go everywhere. We want to follow some of these uh, contacts that we've been made, that have been made right here at Third Phase. Abductees with, you know, real stories, evidence, photos, videos. And we can't be everywhere at once. And, um, you know, it is getting overwhelming. You know, I'm sure in the future that we're going to be growing and with people with help you know gene chris I, i'll take you up on the offer you know
3: excellent i'm i, I was waiting uh, i was waiting to hear that my resources and my uh, contacts and you know my limited expertise although it's a lot more than most people is at your service i would be more than happy to help you with this and i really think blake that you need to do the right thing here you're at a very important quincunx uh, you're at a juncture right now in your process where you have a decision to make am i pt barnum and part of the problem or am i part of the solution and I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you think you're part of the solution that's great i think chris has really
1: reached out to you here and i hope the fact that we're hammering you with criticism will give you a sense to think look maybe there's a way you can really contribute to finding out what's going on, it's not just loading up with a bunch of videos, it's taking it to another level. Chris has the people and the knowledge to do that. If you look up Chris, you'll find he's written the books about the mysterious valley and stalking the tricksters. That I've been in the field for years. I worked with Jim Mosley at the original Saucer News before it became Saucer Smear. And you're on a radio show now, which is on a network which is heard in New York City. We have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of listeners. So a lot of people have heard about what we do, and you have a great opportunity here. There's a lot of skepticism about what you're doing because there's a bunch of stuff there that hasn't passed muster. But if there's real stuff there and you have a real genuine interest in getting to the bottom of this mystery, and it really needs that, what you need to do is take a look at what you're doing, what Chris is offering to do for you, because you do it the right way and you show that you're really interested in getting to the bottom of this mystery, in using your resources and working with people like Chris to analyze these photos and put together the evidence to see what's really going on, we will all be your friends and supporters, okay? This we call tough love here.
12: We will be your friends and supporters. You get the picture? I got it. You know, uh, third phase of Moon. You know, I I don't mind the harsh questions. You know, we want to take every side of uh, the aspects of what people and their uh, ideas on the subject matter of UFOs are. And, you know, there's all kinds of opinions and we get it right here at Third Phase of the Moon. And, uh, you know, I appreciate both sides. I appreciate the, you know, the opportunity to, you know, work with you guys in the future, show you some of the videos that are coming in and you could put it in the hands of, uh, you know, these experts, have them analyze it, bring them into Third Phase of the Moon on a round table. We could interview, we could talk as we're showing the videos with this, with more uh, opinions on what these uh, objects
3: are. And people how to determine what is worthy of, you know, even a minute's worth of uh, scrutiny. It would be great to start educating your audience out there, that huge audience you have, 60, almost 70,000 subscribers. If you could start an educational process, which would be a part of Third Phase of Moon, Wouldn't it be great if these people could, if they were interested enough, to be brought up to speed on exactly what the basic specifics are of analyzing these events and and really helping educate people and be part of that solution? I I think uh, this is a really golden opportunity for you. Blake, thank you so much for joining us. We hope
1: that you will be part of the solution. We look forward to working and hearing further from you. Of course, his site is thirdphaseofmoon.net and also... You go to YouTube for their channel to see all the videos and decide for yourself about it. Chris, of course, has OurStrangePlanet.com. He's coming out with a new book soon called Stalking the Herd. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, as The Paracast, so go to TheParacast.com to find more. Special thank you to Gogs McKay for being a member of our panelist. He will be back as a member of our panel. Blake Cousins, thanks
12: for joining us on The Paracast. I appreciate you guys uh, having a, me on the show and um, look forward to possibly working with you guys in the future. And if anybody's out there's captured anything amazing, you could contact Third Face, be a Skype or Facebook. My name's Blake Cousins, and we'll see you again next time.
0: The Paracast featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated.